Hey there, I'm life coach Michelle Davis, and you're listening to my podcast, Decide Already. You know, I truly believe that the most important business is the one called your life. And you either create it or you'll have to experience one by default. And if you're like me, that just won't do. So stick around. I'm going to be sharing all of my best tools and tricks for creating the life of your dreams, one you'll love. And I'm talking every area, fun, love, relationships, health, money, career, every area. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Well, hey there on this last episode focused on a tool that I love to use that I created a long time ago called the 1052 and you, whatever the you is. It could be you yourself, which was episode 19, you the parent, which was episode 20, you the networker, which was 21, and this one is you the romantic partner. Remember, the 1052 and you stands for 10 minutes, five questions, followed up with two affirmations. So that you only spend 10 minutes in this pattern, have five questions ready to go to get the conversation going, followed by two affirmations to let them know you've been listening to them and you've heard them. And it's also a great way to end the conversation on an up note. So before we get started, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're finding value in it, I would love for you to share it. Pick an episode that really spoke to you, that you have garnered some usable tools and information, and please share that on your Facebook, maybe even with a little comment about how that episode has affected you and invite other women and the guys too, I know are listening to it, but invite the people on your Facebook page or, or even when you're just in conversation, invite them to check out Decide Already so that I can get these tools and messages out to more people. That's truly my passion. And I love sharing it and creating these episodes for all of you. Also, continue to invite to the group. We are finally over 500. That's super exciting, but we can always have more. There's plenty of room and continue to interact on the Facebook group page. I love to know when something is working for you and I love answering questions. I'm a life coach, so I really enjoy the interaction. And as you can tell from these last few episodes, I love questions too. So let's get to it. I know you want to know about the romantic use of the 1052 and you tool. But what if you don't even have a relationship yet? What if you haven't attracted that significant other to yourself yet? Well, then there's a 1052 and you that you can do for yourself. You can take 10 minutes, ask yourself some questions around what does that significant other even look like? What do they act like? How do they show up in relationship? How do they treat me? Are they fit? Do they work out? Do they like the outdoors? Are they more indoors? You know, all the questions. Use all of your senses and write out the person of your dreams. And then I want you to take that list and turn it around on yourself and ask yourself, what items on this list do I need to work on for myself? What items am I missing? And once you figure that out, 
I would like you then to create some affirmations to support yourself in doing those things. So for example, say like you really want a significant other who is super fit, but right now you don't feel like you're really where you want to be in the area of fitness. So let's make some new affirmations about that. I'm the kind of person that wears a size eight pants, or I'm the kind of person who works out at least 30 minutes every day. Whatever it is, those affirmations would be great tools to use to help you to create that magnet within yourself to attract the person that you want to get into a relationship with. So that's always a great place to start if you're kind of in between relationship. But what about when you're out and about and you see somebody that interests you? Or there's somebody at the office that, that you really want to talk to or maybe even ask out. How do you get that going? What happens when the relationship hasn't even started yet? Well, we're still going to use the 10, 5, 2, and you tool. But this time, we're going to create our questions with a statement first. And the questions, like I've said in the other episodes, are always going to be open-ended questions. They're going to start with why, how, what, describe, tell me about, or what do you think about. They're going to start in a way that the person cannot just simply answer yes or no. They're going to have to give you some information to answer the question. And the approach, though, when you're in relationship is to keep conversations balanced. Even if you aren't actually in the relationship yet, but you want to kind of start one, it's great to keep a balanced interaction. This works in friendships, too. I know so many women that have unbalanced friendships where they seem to do everything to keep the relationship going. They're the ones always planning, reaching out, gift giving all of those things, and the other one just shows up. Oftentimes, the relationship started off unbalanced. So let's look at getting a relationship that's balanced. In addition to that, it also allows for the other person to not feel like they're being interrogated, and that will make them a little less uncomfortable talking to someone they don't know yet. It will let you share a little bit about yourself while you're also getting information about them. And like I mentioned in the last episode, the one around networking, where you don't ever ask that dreaded, what do you do question, you're not going to ask that here either. Also, don't ask, where are you from? Or do you come here often? (laughs) Sometimes these questions just get you off to the wrong start and you never recover from there. So instead... There's a couple different ways you can get your first question out. You can ask for advice. For example, say like you're at a pizza place. You can say, I've never tried the pizza here before. Which one do you recommend? Or you can say, hey, this is only if you're kind of funny or you you don't mind being a little bit of a character. You can say, hey, I have an emergency. You know, I've never tried the pizza here before. Do you recommend a certain one? That will get somebody at least responding to you to tell you what their thoughts on on the pizza. You could also comment on the place that you're at by saying something like, wow, this is really a nice place. What brings you here? Or I'm really enjoying this party. 
How do you know the people here? Now, hopefully, once you've done that, you get a positive response. If you don't, you be the judge. Should you ask something else or let it go? But if you get a positive response and you feel like the person is open to talking some more, you can make a statement from the replies that you receive from the questions I just mentioned, and then follow up with another open-ended question. This allows you to share something and then ask them something else, keeps it balanced. So for example, in the pizza place question, if they respond to you that number three is their favorite, you might say something like, oh, that one looks amazing. Which ones have you tried? There you go. They're going to say something back to you on that. You could also just summarize what they said, making that your statement followed by that next open-ended question. This way they feel like they've been listened to and maybe that they're even understood a little bit, which we all like. For example, if you asked about how they know the people at the party and someone says, well, Connie and I, we're work friends or Connie and I work together. You could say something like, oh, you work with Connie. Well, I know Jack from a networking group I belong to. What's it like to work with Connie? There you go. We're going to get some interaction here if they're open to it, which is great. Now, if you're unable to find other open-ended questions or it feels like you just aren't coming up with any, you can always just say something around the time of day like, how's your morning been going? Or what type of day have you been having? And then like the other ones, you make a statement from their answer with another open-ended question. So they might say something like, oh, my morning has been crazy busy. And then you could say, oh, I hear you. Mine's been busy too. What made yours crazy? See what I mean? It's a statement and then another open-ended question. You just need to remember what words start open-ended questions so you don't ask a close-ended one. Once you hit the five-ish questions or it's been about 10 minutes and the connection feels like it's been made, go ahead and give your affirmations. And if it feels right, you could ask them out. For example, with your affirmations, you could say, I really enjoy talking with you. You seem so interesting. How does getting together for coffee or lunch next week sound? So let's say they say yes, and you get that next date. I want you to know that 10 minutes doesn't have to be 10 minutes and you're done. I don't ever mean it like that, but at least 10 minutes. So it's 10 minutes of undivided time with this other person. And if the conversation is going well, it's okay if it goes on longer. So remember to keep it balanced. And if you're going to ask these questions, make sure that you have the same question answered for yourself, because oftentimes they will just throw them back at you. So be prepared. All right. So here we go. You could ask questions like, what's your favorite time of year and why? This will help us to know, are they an indoor or outdoor person? What do they do in their free time? What holidays might they like? Or how do they feel about family? All of those things might come from this question. Next one could be, who is the most fascinating person you've ever met? This one could reveal so many things, but also what they think about character traits, which ones are important to them. If you're a pet lover or not, you could ask, what pets have you had? You're going to learn a lot about the pets they've had, or if they haven't had pets and what they think about it, how much of a pet lover they are or not. 
And this is probably one of those things that would be good to line up with. Another one could be if you're having a bad day, do you like to be left alone? Have somebody just be with you or have someone try to cheer you up? Isn't it awkward the first time you encounter the person you're dating having a bad mood? And if these answers have never been established, you wouldn't know how to behave. Sometimes we try to cheer them up, but they're not the cheering up kind of person. So this is a good one to know, especially if the relationship moves forward. A final one would be, where do you see yourself in five years? This is really good to know information, especially if they want to live in some other country or live across the United States somewhere. And maybe they want a bunch of kids, but you don't. And you're not open to even talking about it. Or maybe you do want kids or you do want to be able to move around and travel a lot and they don't. This is one of those questions that can give you a lot of answers to see if this relationship is worth continuing. Now, when you've dated somebody for a while and it's getting serious, you know, serious, and you're thinking about this person and you spending the rest of your lives together, you might want to know a few things. And these questions, I think, are important to know. Like, do you think a couple should have their bank accounts separate or together? What household chores do you like to do or don't like to do? (laughs) What are you most sure of or like best about our relationship? What's something you think we could improve in our relationship? And I love knowing this for many of the different relationships in my life, but definitely in the romantic relationship. And this one is, what love language or languages are most important to you? Do you prefer affirmations, time, service, gifts, or touch? I think the love languages are a very useful tool in a relationship, especially a romantic one. And there are even quizzes that you can find online that you and your significant other can take so that you understand each other's differences and what you both like so that going forward, you're speaking in their love language when you're trying to love on them. I just think it's so powerful. Now you've gotten past that stage. You're committed. You've been together for a while. It can become kind of routine, can't it? In these established relationships, try some questions that truly connect you with your partner and keep the conversation going. I mean, no matter how long you've been together, and especially if you've been together a long, long time, stop asking, how was your day? What did you do today? How are you feeling about whatever? You already know the answers to these routine questions. They're just simply good, nothing, fine. Nah, that's not what we want. We want connection. We want to know we matter to each other. We want to keep the relationship growing and going. So how about questions like, what was the best thing that happened today? Or how can I support you? Is there something I can do to help you? What about just for fun? You could ask, what's the first memory you have about us? I always like to see what someone remembers. You see those on Facebook sometimes, you know, what's the way that we met and then people will post all these neat things. It's kind of fun. I love that. 
Next, you could ask, do you feel like anything's missing in your life? To me, that's a great question to ask because sometimes people don't ever stop to think about that. So they don't even know it for themselves. But if you ask it, they would think about it. And then that can be worked on as a couple, which would be very bonding. I love that. And the last one I'll throw at you is, what's something you wish I knew or understood about you? Oftentimes we have stuff inside us. We have things we wish we could tell our significant other, but we're not comfortable just to blurt it out because we like to tell ourselves that they don't care or that it's being too needy or whatever our story is. But if you ask it, they will share it. And wouldn't you want to know that? If you really love somebody, you're going to want to know those things. So don't be afraid to ask that question. And I hope they ask it back of you so that you can share yours as well. Oh my goodness. I think I've given you a bunch of questions on this one. There are so many. You can definitely go online and Google all kinds of questions. There are tons of them. I hope you've enjoyed the four episode series on this 10, 5, 2, and you as much as I've enjoyed sharing it. Remember to download, subscribe, and share this podcast, and also continue to invite other women to our amazing Facebook group page, Decide Already Group for Women. As always, thank you, my friends, for making me part of your day. I look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Decide Already, a grown-ass woman's podcast. I invite you to join the Decide Already group for women on Facebook or on LinkedIn to stay connected with me and have access to all the units and postings that go along with my episodes. Remember to visit my website at www.decidealreadypodcast.com where you can subscribe and download the show so you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to share this podcast with the other women in your life and invite them to the Facebook or LinkedIn group as well. Until the next episode, I'm Michelle Davis, and I'm sending out a whole bunch of love. Take care, stay safe, and God bless.